Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Soul Diaries, Discover Your Inner Serenity. Today we have a beautiful guest, Daniela. Daniela is a um, health and mindset coach. And Daniela and I know each other from actually coaching school. We went to coaching school together. Daniela, you want to quickly introduce yourself? Yes. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. It's a nice surprise to be asked. Um, as Irvi said, I was um, in the life coach school and class as it was early 2020. So we got to uh, begin the pandemic together, which was a blast. Um, <laughs> Um, since then, I've become a certified life coach. I'm also a health coach, and I do most of my uh, coaching in mindset and health, health coach. So, yeah. And the reason why I asked Danielle to come on today, so in this season, we've been talking about mindfulness and the different aspects of our life that it really plays a role. And so Danielle is actually really awesome. She's like, I want to say like, amazing at health and fitness from the day I met her she does all these great challenges but she also has a really great mindset and so let's start off with talking about mindset Daniela what is your definition of mindset and how do you really define that in in your craft yes so I'll first start off saying that I am an Ironman um an Ironman is a a 2.4 mile swim 112 mile bike and a 26.2 26.2 mile run all within 16 and a half to 17 hours, depending on the race. Um, and I also do lots of half Ironmans, marathons, half marathons, things like that. So mindset is super important when it comes to being successful in these races. So how I look at mindset, I think mindset is something that you have to have to be successful in anything that you really want to do. Something that's challenging. You have to have your mindset correctly in order to meet some of these challenges. I'm not saying that all the time you have to have your mindset completely, you know, going that way, but it makes it a lot easier to be successful when your mind is clear, when you have clear intentions, when you know where you're going and how you're going to possibly get there. So, and that's important for Ironman racing, for um, health and fitness, any of those journeys. So you don't have to be an Ironman to, to use the mindset for that. I mean, it could be for just about anything. Yeah, absolutely. What are some, what are some, or some techniques or how do you actually practice that? So like when obviously you practice for Ironman and that's usually um, a ritual, but how do you train your mind like during that process? Because you could be in, in that moment, that present moment of the actual race, you could be going through anything and it's kind of like, you want to finish the race, but you probably have a million thoughts of like, I just want to quit. This sucks and my body hurts. And so how do you train your mind? Like, what are some of the things that you do? That's a good question. Um, 
so in, in order to train the mind, you have to practice what you're going to be doing on, on race day. So if race day, I'm going to be going through conditions that are not so ideal. I need to train in conditions that aren't so ideal. Um, I need to have a mindset before even going into the race that here's an example. I swimming is not my forte. Swimming terrifies me. I go into these, these events and, and the water is really rough, very choppy or has terrible um, currents, things like that. I have to already know before I go into the water that I'm going to be, you know, going through that swim and I'm going to be successful at that swim. And if mm -hmm. I don't think that before I go in that water, good chance I may not get out of that water um, in a time that I want to get out of that water in or finish the swim in an in itself. So I had to practice every single day. I had to, I had to do visualizations every single day of finishing, of practicing these, these, you know, the swims, the bikes, the runs. And also I spent a lot of time just decompressing, not being on, you know, social media, things like that, and just being at peace with myself. Mm -hmm. And I also eliminate extra stress. So whatever stresses not need to be in my life, I eliminate it. And that helps keep my mindset completely going and in the right direction. Doesn't always work, but that's, that seems to be what works right now. Um, also when I, especially when I run and I bike, I do a lot of um, meditation. So active meditation, um, I will go and I won't even put on music or podcasts or anything like that. I'll just stay in my mind and just, you know, just let whatever thoughts are coming in, let them come in, let them come in. Oh, I'm going to quit. I'm a terrible runner. I'm slow. I'm this and that. Let them come in, let them go out. And then I bring back in, you're not a terrible runner. You're, you're, you're going faster than what you think you are. You know, you're a better athlete than you think you are just things like that. So I try to accept the bad thoughts. Okay. They're there. I hear you, but get out. <laughs> mm -hmm. that's and that's, I think that's really important. So I heard a bunch of things that you were saying. And I think the one thing that I'm tying together is that awareness around one, what you're thinking two of, um, okay, I'm going to be in this situation. So I need to train for it. And when you were talking about visualizations and like, you know, I hate to swim and I need to know, I need to make sure I get this time. So I'm going to visualize that I get to that time you know, spiritually, we talk about, you know, manifestation or really embodying that future self and being that self to attract that into your life, right? And it's like, you're mm -hmm. doing a lot of these things. And um, obviously, you know, energy is everything. And so you're attracting that energy. And so it's happening. But I think the one thing that I really want to touch on is the last thing that you said is people have this misconception with meditation and also with mindset that I have these bad thoughts and I need to replace them or I need to get rid of them and I will only have good thoughts. And that's not true. Like you're going to have bad thoughts and I don't even want to call it bad, but let's just say you're going to have thoughts that, that are going to make you feel like you can't do something. And that's just part of who we are. Mm -hmm. It's a part of, you know, the part of us that is um, driven by fear because the fear is going to come up and try to protect us. and you know, it's not that we're trying to remove that. It's just, we're trying to choose in that moment, which thought is going to be better for us. And that's perfect because when we have those moments, when I have those moments, when I'm running and when I'm 
riding my bike and things like that. I translate that into the race day, right? So those thoughts are now familiar to me. And so it's like, okay, that's a familiar thought. Okay, Um, I'm not going to quit because I know that that thought comes up, but I'm not, I'm not going to entertain it. And it's okay, it's there for now, but I'm not going to entertain it. So now I'm going to divert my thoughts to, you know, the what the visualizations that I had, you know, the manifestation of I want to finish this race, I want this, this time for this race, things like that. So so yeah, that's part of the way of training your mind for that race. Yeah. And I mean, since you have experience with this and, and as a coach, have you worked with people um, that have, it's been difficult for them to kind of change their mindset? And what are some of the things like the challenges that they have when it comes to the point of like, hey, I want to train for this race or I want to train for this really mm-hmm. difficult thing. And I'm going to do all the physical things that I need to work out, eat well, all of those things, but they don't want to work on the mindset. Like, how do you get them to get onto the journey of changing their mindset? Oh, that's a good question because there are so many different challenges. I mean, there's, there's moms out there. There's, you know, that are working full time who want to, you know, get these, these huge goals. And so they don't just, you know, they, they're going to eat right. They have, like you said, they, they have to train and they have to have their mindset right in order to get there, to get there. But I've had, I've had several uh, clients that have had that problem where it's like, I can't, I can't do this. Well, yes, you can, because here's why you can. So it is basically me trying to talk to them saying, you are amazing. You are awesome. And, and re, you know, just telling them this and saying, you can get here. And and let's talk about this. What are your what are you scared of? What is it that is um, holding you back? And usually, you know, it's something as simple as I don't think I'm training enough. Well, yeah, you are mm-hmm. because you're putting in 10 hours a week or um, <clears throat> I don't think I'm skinny enough. I've gotten that because um, especially from women, because they feel like they need to fit this perfect little mold of what it looks like to be an athlete where it's like you're an athlete just stepping out the door and, and attempting this, you know? So it's really just walking them through, what are your fears? What is it that you, and, and then just kind of rearranging that, that talk. And then, and then, you know, a lot of, a lot of them I train with. So I, I been very lucky to be able to train with some of my clients and, and I can sit through some of the, the moments with them and say, okay, what are you thinking at? What are you thinking right now? And what is your fears right now? I trained somebody last summer who was getting ready to do her first half Ironman. And she was just absolutely terrified because she wasn't very fast. But I was like, it's not about being fast. It's a matter of telling yourself that you're going to complete this. When things get hard, because it's going to get hard, you have to say, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it. And that is the biggest thing. It's just Mm -hmm. talking yourself through it. Absolutely. And I find that the same with my coaching as well. And I think Lately, even for my own experience, like I can say like when I didn't believe in myself, I'm so quick to quit or I'm quick to say like make the excuses to then justify why I quit or why I quitted um, the thing because it's like, okay, I don't believe in this anymore. Like it's not right for me. And then I'll have all the excuses like to Mm -hmm. justify that. Like, oh, well, you know, my body's different or, you know, or yeah, I can't eat that thing because I have a food sense, like whatever, like, and I'm not saying that for some people, it's not like that. But I think just from my own experience, I can say when the first 
time I try to do something or that first time when that thought comes, I can't do this. And I don't replace or try to question why, where that thought came from. And I just kind of give into it. Everything mm-hmm. else starts to happen in alignment with, I can't do this. So I'm not going to do it. Oh yeah. That that's, yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. That is exactly right. And a prime example of that is for me, I just recently had a race, um, a half Ironman um, in, where was I? I was in Michigan and I looked at the water immediately. And my, like I said, I, I'm terrified of the water. I looked at the water immediately and I was like, I, that's going to be a rough night or that's going to be a rough day. That's going to be very rough to swim in. And I, ha- I have swam in worse conditions, but I immediately was like, oh, I don't know. And I got in that water and I suffered and I didn't finish that swim. That was the first half Ironman I have not finished because I had already told myself before I got in that water, this is going to be hard and it's not going to be okay. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. actually, I, I, I predicted it. And so, um, so that's a prime example of saying, okay, well, it's going to be hard. So I'm not going to do it, you know, or I'm not built for it or whatever, when you really actually can, you know, you just talk yourself out of stuff because everything, because growth doesn't happen in the easy, right? Growth happens on the other side of easy growth happens on the hard, mm-hmm. you know? And so just because you're not comfortable, just because it's not easy, doesn't mean you're not going to be successful at it. Just, you just got to get past the uncomfortable, although most of it's all uncomfortable anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. And I think it's important to kind of <laughs> dig a little bit deeper in the thought of, I can't do this because I know for me, and I'm sure this might be the same for you. Like sometimes when that thought comes of like, I can't do this, it comes from a place of fear or an insecurity or something deeper that's telling you, you can't do it. Like maybe there's a belief system that tells you that you can't do it, that you prescribe to, um, that's stopping you from doing it. Or maybe it's a fear. Like, for example, you explain that you don't like to swim. Like for me, it's heights. Like I'm afraid of heights. So anything to do with heights, I will not do it. Like, <laughs> like somebody will suggest, like, let's like just the other day, like my, one of my uh, friends suggested that we go on this, um, tree adventure thing, which is like jumping from, it's kind of like, like, a. it's not like zip lining, but kind of, it's like, you have these little things and you jump from one to another and it's not that high, but I was like, what's the height? And she's like 15 feet. I'm like, nope, not doing it. Nope. No, I was like, I'm not going to get through it. Like, I'm just not going to try it, but it's coming from that place of fear. And instead of, I think what has helped me, and I I don't know if this is the same for you, but like when you address the, the root cause of where that thought's coming from, it's very easy to then go on to your journey with your mindset to actually transform. Yeah. I mean, this was just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, as you can see, I have all these medals to say that I am actually a successful athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I didn't finish that swim or I didn't finish that half Ironman, I was like, oh, I'm not successful. Well, yes, I am successful. What happened? Why did I, why did I fear it so bad to where I then quit the race because I was so scared during that swim or it wasn't necessarily scared. I just couldn't, I just manifested myself not, not doing it right and so anyway um what I ended up doing was sitting back for a couple of days and being like where is this coming from 
where is this coming from? Because I, I've done all these races and I've succeeded at the swim. Where is this coming from? And it goes back to my early, early days in triathlon where I, you know, almost, I wouldn't say almost drowned because that's not the case, but I was the last swimmer and I was doggy paddling and my mom and dad were watching and they thought that the fire department was going to have to be called on me because I was going like I was choking and gagging and all that stuff. And that was one of my first triathlons. And so whenever I get into a, you know, swim that is very uncomfortable for me, like this was a lot of chop, a lot of waves, things like that. I then go back my mind automatically, subconsciously goes back to that, that race. And, and I've done it so many times, go back to that race, go back to that race, but I'm usually able to connect, connect it and put that, that mindset aside for that race. But that one, I didn't. So I was like, why am I, why didn't I do it for that one? Right. So yeah. (laughs) Right. And at least for me, what I've understood is subconsciously, we remember so much more, right? Like, so you could have went through some traumatic event when you were a baby or whatever it may be, right? And Mm -hmm. your subconscious is remembering these patterns, like this thing happened. So I'm going to protect you from this always. um, And you're not going to do this. And we don't take the time to really dive deeper and the point to all of this is like there's a separation between what we choose and what our subconscious tells us there's a separation between our thoughts in the moment and what we choose to do like I think for many people they don't understand that there's this separation between us and when I say us it really comes down to a very spiritual basis of the soul and mm-hmm. everything else that's happening in our life, our body, our mind. And these are all integrated parts of the soul, but like there, there is a separation. And when you are able to understand that you can be an observer to like your life, to your mind, to uh, your thoughts, like you're able to overcome anything. It's when you don't really understand that, that all of these other challenges start to happen. And you start to think that you are sort of a slave to your life. like. I've, mm-hmm. I've worked with so many clients where they're like, I can't, like, I'm just stuck and this is never going to happen. Like, this is never going to work for me. And like, you know, like, I don't know what to do. And like, the second they sit in a meditation and I kind of like take them through, like, let's just breathe for a moment. And I want <laughs> yes. you to try to just <laughs> see yes. and, and observe what's happening. Right. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you understand that you're observing something separate because you can't observe something that is like, you couldn't observe, like, if you weren't separated from the thing, you couldn't observe it. Right. And so then they're like, Oh, that makes sense. And so it's like, I think, I think that's the biggest part of this. And and with mindset, like you said, um, choosing what you want the outcome to be and really visualizing that and then choosing the thoughts. It's up to you. Like, it's really up to you what you decide to choose and pick. Sure. Absolutely. It is up to you. I think, um, especially if you have all the skills to, to succeed, it really is up to you to decide whether or not you want to succeed. And in those moments that are really hard and, and your mind is telling you otherwise, like you're not going to succeed. You remember that time, you know, 15 years ago when you, you almost had the fire department calling you because you couldn't get out, you know, dog paddling, swimming, you know, that's, that's where that comes in on those hard times. 
where you have to be like, no, I can, I've been here. I've done this. I can do better. I know what I'm capable of. And even beyond what I'm capable of, you know, mm -hmm. think outside of what, more than what you're capable of. Your cap human mind and body is capable of so many amazing things. You just have to, you just have to manifest it and get into that, that head of yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's also an important point in that when you choose, you know, like in terms of visualization, even like if I can sit here and visualize finishing this race, I've now set the pattern or the pathway of me actually finishing it, which means it's very easy for my mind to just follow that. It's when we mm -hmm. don't take the time to visualize something. We don't take the time to um, dig deeper and try to like manifest what's happening. The first part of manifestation is really just visualizing it and being with it, like being with that energy. And so, um, you know, kind of diving a little bit deeper in that thought, I wanted to ask you another question in terms of like, so when you're visualizing, let's say something um, in terms of, you know, race or, or anything, how do you tie the mindset to like the physical? So like, for example, if let's just say I, I'm trying to do a two mile swim and I, in my mind, I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I haven't even done a one mile swim. And then it's like, you're getting into your mindset. You're having the thoughts of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I visualized it, but then you're physically in it, in that moment. What are the physical, like, how do you tie that, that to like the physical element of it? That's a very good question. Um, for me, I know what my body is capable of doing. Um, I know because I've been doing this for so long, I know what my body is capable of doing. So typically um, what I would do is just say, okay, your body is, your, your mind is what, your mind is what controls your body. And so if your mind goes there, your body will go there. And I'm not talking like going to extreme, like the first time I ever run a, you know, a marathon. I mean, you're talking like gradually moving up to, <laughs> to distances. Um, and actually, you know what, here's a point though. When I first decided to do an Ironman, a full Ironman, mm -hmm. I was like, how is my body gonna, how is my body gonna do this? Like, mm -hmm. this is a huge feat. It was one of the, the hardest one day feats for, for an athlete to do. Um, and so the, the idea of like, just having this huge, you know, goal and it's gonna be in a year, how am I gonna get from being just this, you know, running three miles and only biking 10 miles and only swimming 500 yards to now doing this humongous race. It's in increments. It's, you can't, you can't take, you can't look at that entire thing and, and think it's going to be easy. You have to just bite it off one piece at a time, one piece at a time, one piece at a time until you're now realizing that you are so close and you're going to be able to do it. And that also goes with your mind too. You know, one piece at a time, one piece at a time, one piece at a time. And so doing physical races like this, you mind and body are interconnected. You can't, you really can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so that's how it is. It's just taking the small, small bites out of, out of a big thing. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I was thinking about, so yesterday I went and did this super hard circuit training, which I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like I work out all the time. And then I'm in the circuit and like, he's reviewing, like there's 13 exercises you're supposed to go through. Um, 
and you have like 10 seconds to rest in between and you do three rounds and I'm like watching him do that because I'm like yeah that's easy whatever and I do the first round I went really hard okay the first round and the second round I'm like <laughs> I want to quit like I can't do this it was like nope there's too many people here there's like so like I are committed like like and it's the same thing you were saying like I just had the thoughts of like let me just go through it let me just do this mm-hmm. and if you know, if my, obviously, if my body was hurting in a certain way, I didn't want to injure myself. So right, I yes. was, you know, like, okay, maybe I use less weights or maybe I don't do it without weights, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the whole thing. Um, and Try to motivate her. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think um, the interesting part was it really was my mind telling my body, like, you can do this. Like you've done these exercises before you do this on a daily basis. It's just, you're doing this in a circuit now and you're doing it at, at a quicker pace. And so, mm-hmm. um, I really took it in increments. Like you, you've done this exercise before and then I move on to the one you've done this before. Like, come on, let's do this. Like, let's get it. And instead of looking at yeah. like, the big, like there's 13 things that I need to do in three rounds, I just took it one by one mm-hmm. and I completed the 45 minutes that I was there. I mean, I'm really sore today, but, um, <laughs> besides the point I think that means it worked <laughs> that means it worked yeah I think that's it's oh say I'm sorry but that's actually a really good point because in the middle of a race especially for an Ironman you don't start the race and be like oh, I have 146.2 miles or whatever it is that I 140 points whatever I can't remember 140.6 140.6 you have that many miles to go do in 16 17 hours you don't think about that at the beginning of the race because it just, it would just, it just, it's overwhelming. So when you think about it is I just need to get my, through my 2.4 mile swim. All right. Got through that. Now I just need to go get through my 112 mile bike. Okay. Got through that. Now I get to go through my 26.2 mile swim or run. And then, you know, around mile 20, it's like, yes, now it's all put together and you're really excited and you're getting ready to become, you know, an Ironman. So it is taking a bit by bit by bit by bit mm-hmm. instead of taking the whole thing because it can just be so overwhelming yeah so and I like think your circuit <laughs> exactly and I think that's the biggest part of mindfulness is like being present with the current with the moment right and it's like when you're mm-hmm. doing these races or challenges or anything that is challenging for you um it's really being in that moment with it and not getting overwhelmed by what's coming I think a lot of times um you know, mindfulness, we say the present moment is the only moment that we have, like nothing else exists, like the past doesn't exist, and the future doesn't exist, like the only thing we have is right now this moment, and I think that's, that's so true, because I can control everything in this moment, in terms of like the way I'm thinking about it, and the way that I want to act towards it, Um, but I don't know like what's going to happen in the future, and I don't have any control of what happened to me in the past and that's exactly what was happening to me yesterday when I was going Mm -hmm. through the circuits like in that moment I was like okay like I got like I think it was like 35 seconds so I have 35 seconds to do this it's not going to be bad like I'm just going to do it and I just kept thinking like moment by moment by moment like this is what I'm going to do but like it's like those building blocks that comes afterwards that you're doing a whole routine absolutely and then another thing during those moments is to think about how I get to do this. I don't have to do this. I get to do this. My body is allowing me to do this. My mind is allowing me to do this. And that is something like you, you touched on something by saying like, you're just in that moment. And so in order to get through some of these hard moments, that's how I think about it too, is I get to, I get to do this. 
And how exciting is it? Because I'm in this beautiful countryside, you know, with 3000 athletes and, and, you know, I've been training for however many, however many months or whatever. And I get to do this. I get to be here and my body is allowing me to be here. And that is me. I feel like I always want to be thankful to my body and form and my mind. And that is something that I really am passionate about is, you know, praising myself, not my, not myself, like, <laughs> you know, but praising my body <laughs> that I'm, I'm here. And so yeah. that is, sorry, I kind of got off into a little bit tangent of, from the, from the, no, <laughs> the this is perfect, bit, but yeah. This is perfect because I think that's a part of it too, like gratitude and and having compassion for yourself and being kind because, you know, I think in spirituality, and I talk about this a lot in terms of like, we need to understand what the soul is, but like the body is also very much important. Like we Mm -hmm. are experiencing everything through this body. And so the soul needs the body. It's not that the soul can exist without a body. And so we need to be kind to it. We need to treat Mm -hmm. it the way that we would treat anything else that we take care of like if you had a baby or if you had something you really care about a hobby or a pet or like anything you love like we need to show that same compassion and kindness to our body Mm -hmm. um and and I think being in the moment really and showing gratitude in that moment really helps like even yesterday like when I was going through that exercise like I was afterwards I was like wow like I actually got through that like that was brutal but like wow like I was really grateful right Right? and I was grateful for my body to actually go through it Mm -hmm. like there could have been any moment in that time where my body was like no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this and it would have like you know either I got injured or maybe I had like something else happen to me but you know I decided I wanted to go through with it um and my body respected that and like we had like this mutual relationship I think through the whole thing like okay we're gonna do this I'm I'm with you like let's get this done yeah I love I I, you know I've never heard of it put that mutual (laughs) relationship I've never heard of it like that but that is actually in fact what you do have right you have you have that you know respect for your mind body and soul right Mm -hmm. and so when they're all three working in together in tandem then I think that's where you have a lot of your successes, you know, yeah. physical success for races. You know, my, my friend is going back to school um, at the ripe old age of 44 to get her um, degree. And so, you know, I'm, I'm talking her through a lot of stuff with that. And so it's like, it's all mind, body and spirit with her too. It's like, you can do it. You've got this, you know, and you just got to have everything sort of in tandem. And that way, you're, I mean, it's just, and then you get all this success um, and it just doesn't have to be with, you know, fitness and stuff. It's just what, you know, what I work with, but <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. then that's beautiful. It's that balance. It's that balance between all three. And it's when we can mm-hmm. truly respect when all three respect each other, I'll put it that way. And that starts yeah. from us choosing that sort of lifestyle, um, mm-hmm. choosing the lifestyle and the things that will help us live um, in harmony with our body, in harmony with our spirit, and in harmony with our mind. And I think no matter what you do, all three of them are there, whether you decide to do something in terms of physical challenge, like an Ironman or a race or anything like that, or you decide to go back and get a degree, or you decide to do something creative, like yeah. be an artist or anything, like 
or you decide to be a spiritual teacher, like all you need all three elements and they need to be in harmony. And it's not, it's not about one is better than the other. It's about they're all on the same page and they're all aligned. That's a, and do you ever, do you know when one of them isn't aligned? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when one of them isn't aligned. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I can give an example. So for a long time, like I've always been pretty much a fitness junkie from as far as I can remember, like in high school, I used to play, um, I used to play basketball and I always wanted to like be on all the sports teams, but obviously my parents were like, pick one sport and just do that because you need to also like focus on your studies and things. And so I picked basketball. And so like, ever since like a young age, like I've always been into sports, into fitness and things like that. And so, um, long story short, I had a period of time where, um, I kind of just was like, whatever, in terms of my fitness, I wasn't really exercising. I really wasn't walking as much. I was eating like really horribly. And so I put on a lot of weight. This is actually right around COVID. Um, And a lot of it had to do with stress and other things that were happening. And I was like, whatever, like I'll get to it when I get to it. But all of that stuff that I was doing to ignore my health actually impacted other parts. So like it impacted my mindfulness journey and it impacted even the way that I was showing up at work because I was always stressed. And like, so when I Mm -hmm. used to, you know, um, work out or have my own go for walks or do things like that, that helped me in a mental, like mentally, it helped me to like release things. Right. And so, um, I wasn't able to focus all the time. My energy was low. And so like when your energy is low, even with like mindfulness in terms of meditation or any of the other things you're doing, you're just not there. And so then I was like, okay, well, I won't do those things. And so I started to realize I was falling off the plate for a lot of things in my life that were a routine and made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it all really started from ignoring my, my decisions of being healthy, like what I was doing to be healthy. And so I just got back to that. Actually, I just got back to, um, walking all the time, eating healthy, like, like, you know, tracking what I eat in terms of like, how much am I eating in a day? And like, just, I don't really work out as much as I used to, but I think just for me, it's more of like, what does healthy look like for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And how does that, how does that uh, relate to other parts? And it's also about like, you know, going back to my statement before about the body, like this body is a vessel. And in order for me to do the work that I'm doing, I need to make sure I'm taking care of this body. And a lot of that has to do with the healthy habits that I used to have. And so um, I need to choose those wisely. And so I started to get back to that, but that was a mindset that I had. And all of that, that I'm doing in terms of like, you know, my health journey is now impacting everything else because now I have more energy throughout the day. I'm not stressed out because I'm like, you know, I have other outlets to take out my stress. I have better relationships with the people around me. I'm happy. I'm having fun. Like, it's it's really it's really interesting how it all integrates into into each other. It is absolutely very interesting, and I think when you are jiving all together, you know it. And then, but maybe before you get to that, you maybe not necessarily know it until you actually do have everything coming together. And then when one falls off you pretty much immediately know. Right. And so I've, you know, I've had my own journeys, you know, I've had my own moments where it's like, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated to, to, you know, work out or I'm not motivated to, um, 
do well with my work because my work is something that wasn't motivating me at that moment or whatever. Um, but I know that I have to do these things in order to um, be successful. And, and <laughs> when one of them, like I said, when one of them falls off, like maybe the, the eating right, or maybe the, I, I don't meditate in the sense where I, I, I can sit in, you know, and meditate with everything quiet. Mine's mostly the movement and stuff like that. But I can tell when my mind, when I'm running and I, my mind is scattered and I'm, you know, it's, I'm not paying attention to what I'm thinking about that's when it starts affecting everything else. And mm-hmm. so it is, it, it is a big deal to have all three together. Um, seasons in life though, however, they, a lot of times you're not going to be able to, you know? So, yeah. you know, that, that's the hard part is we maybe have two together, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where the compassion comes in, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's being realistic with yourself and understanding that this is a journey. It's not like I have to get this right. And once I get it right, then everything will fall into place. And then I move on to the next thing. Like, it's not like a, a milestone. It's like a journey. Like you go through the yes. journey, you, you build those habits and then maybe you fall off the journey. Like I did, I fell off the journey and then you realize, okay, mm-hmm. I need to get back into it. And it's just choosing day by day, like how you truly want to live and making those decisions that align with that. Um, yeah, every day. I like that. You show, you decide how you're going to show up that day. Yeah. You know, um, nobody can knock you off of how you show up. I mean, somebody might come in and, and make you upset or mad or whatever, but it's, it's a matter of you own how you react. You own how you're going to show up. And, Absolutely. and that's where you stay, you know, you can stay in those mindsets, but it is a journey. It is an everyday battle. It isn't, I wouldn't call it a battle. Cause that's, I mean, it could be a battle on some people. I'm actually currently coaching somebody who works a lot of hours is a mom of three small children is a wife. And she also tries to do triathlon and she was trying to juggle all of it. And I was like, well, maybe this is the season in your life that you don't do triathlon and you just exercise to stay fit and your mind healthy because you add this extra piece of, of racing now you're going to, you're maybe now your family is going to start suffering. Your work is going to start suffering. Your triathlon is going to start suffering. Everything's going to suffer. So there might be a moment in time where you have to put some certain things aside in order to keep the three pillars going and, and going well and not try to be a superhero. Yeah. And yeah. What, and that's, that's what I try to explain it with her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, th- I definitely think it's about prioritizing and, and knowing what is a priority for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as life coaches, we know this, we have that wonderful life wheel that yeah. we share with all of our clients <laughs> to know if like what's in balance and what, what, what is not. And, and I think that's sometimes something takes priority over another. Sometimes family takes priority, sometimes career takes priority. And it's not that you're not doing those things, but it's just it's like, um, I don't know what that thing is, but it's like, it's like, you know, like it's, it's a wave. Like it's just, some things will take a higher priority and you need to just like kind of go with that wave. Mm -hmm. Um, and not think that, you know, because you're doing that, like something else is, um, like not have that guilt around it. You know, like, I think, I think especially as women, because we, we feel like we just need to be a superhero. Um, yeah. we, we hold a lot of guilt inside of us and we kind of like, are like, okay, I got to do all of these things because society has told me to. And 
and Mm -hmm. uh, we push ourselves and and that doesn't help us I don't think I think it just in the long run um makes us feel like more burned out and more overwhelmed and more stressed out which then all of those things lead to us not being happy oh absolutely I am just now getting to that in my life where it's like if that doesn't suit me it's not going to be in my life there's certain things where I don't have control over right I, I don't have control over certain things with work or certain things with friendships and certain things with you know I, my daughter who's 21 and you know things I have to worry about with her and you know these things I don't necessarily have control over but yeah. things that I do have control over I don't allow certain things in my life anymore because I don't think you need to be stressed out about certain things you know it just there's so many things that we as women like you said we have already we are already by society told how to to react or how to be or and now we're trying to you know run up the corporate ladders and we're trying to you know be everything um to everyone and you know some people they're they're burned at you know both ends and and it's okay to take some of those things and say, okay, I need to put this to the side because it's not nearly as important as my family, or it's not nearly as important as this project I have going on with my job, you know, these things that are more important. The big thing is coming in every day and looking at what your priorities are and, and aligning the priorities and then not feeling guilty if one of the priorities, say priority 10, isn't done and, and learning how not yeah. to have that guilt and that's something I'm just now learning yeah 44 years old and I'm just now learning how not to feel guilty yeah no I'm with you I'm with you there too um <laughs> yes. uh, it's it's not it's not easy but I think it's important that we've chose to actually look at it now and we've chose to actually actually you know cut those parts of our life in, in the sense of like if this is stressing me out I'm just it's not going to be a part of my life it's okay mm-hmm. goodbye like thank you very much but I, I choose to live differently now and and work through the guilt and and I think that's a message I really want to send to our listeners is that it's a work in progress like you can be like 75 and listening to this podcast <laughs> and decide today that you want to do something and you want to get over you and you can do it like like, yes, please do. There's nothing <laughs> stopping you. Like, this there's is so it. many. On a side note, there's so many Ironman racers that are in their 70s. I actually got passed on my first Ironman, half Ironman. I was in my 30s and I got passed by a guy with that was 75 years old. He passed me like I was standing still. So, yes, it's never, <laughs> it's never, never too late. late. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a matter of just choosing and deciding and getting on, getting on that path of like, if you know that you um, want to live a different life and you're not happy, you know, really deciding what's going to make me happy, what's going to make me happy and what do I need to reprioritize in my life to get to that place um, and then yes. just doing it. Yeah. And, you know, and following your soul, following that inner, that inner talk, you know, and, and understanding that that actually is, that's you talking, that's your mind, that's your body, that's everything talking to you. So if you feel a certain way, it's okay to, to explore that, you know, you don't have to, yeah. If you're not happy with something, it's okay to change it. Now, sometimes that's, that's easier said than done because again, it is a journey. So let's just say you're not happy with your job. Can you just quit it tomorrow? Most likely not. 
you know, you're going to have to, you know, take the steps to get to where, like my friend, she's taking the steps to get to where she needs to go to get to this new journey in her life, but it's taken her two to three years to do it. (laughs) Right. So it is a journey, but she's identified and said, I cannot live until my retirement days doing this particular job. I am now going to make myself go into something that I'm going to enjoy a lot better that I think I'm going to have, my soul is going to be fed. And, and so, yeah, I think it's important to listen to that and go with that. You know, sometimes it's like you said, it's not going to be an overnight decision. Sometimes it is. You're one decision away from a completely different life. That's one of my favorite, favorite quotes. I don't don't even know who quoted it, but it's, I mean, it's just one of my favorite things because it's true. It it is true. Absolutely. So as we get to the near um, the end of the episode, um, last question for you, Daniela. So what are some tips? Like if you wanted our listeners to take away from today, what are some tips that you want to give them? My tip would be believe in yourself. If you have a, a dream, if you have a goal, believe in yourself because you can do it and surround yourself with people who believe that you can. That's mm. the biggest thing. Mm. Surround yourself with the people that's going to uplift you, love you and care about you and will cheer you on and, and pick you up when you fall because in any big journey, you may fall, you may backstep a little bit. Um, you're, it's not going to be just this amazing, beautiful, you know, um, well, it is going to be a beautiful journey, but it's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies during that yes. journey. Yes. And so be around people who can support you during that, not support you financially. Right. But like mentally mm-hmm. <laughs> or financially, I guess. Um, but really it's, 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 it's all about mindset, get your mind right. And everything else will follow after that. I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. Um, and before we end, so how can our listeners find you? What's the best way for them to find you, to reach out to you? So I am on Instagram at lavender underscore life pedal. Actually, yeah, lavender life pedals, pedals as being P-E-A-D-A-L-S, like pedaling a bike, um, underscore um, <laughs> life coach. I'm also on in Facebook um, under Daniela Lavender on Facebook. Awesome. And I will leave Daniela's information in the description of the episodes. You can reach out to her. Definitely do reach out to her. She's amazing, amazing person. Um, I've been inspired from her since I've met her. Like I just, I cannot believe the amount of stuff that she does. And Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so grateful that you decided to come on and share your wisdom with us. Oh, thanks for having me. This was amazing. I loved it. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, listeners, and we will be back with another episode in two weeks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste. Thank mm-hmm. you.